Hello and welcome back to the DigiTalks podcast. I'm your host, Natalie. And today we're doing something a little bit different. I have the lovely Ashley Bailey back with me for a part two. Hello, hello. She's like, this room's very different to uh, the room we were in last time. Long time, no see. But this is our stable home now. It is. Beautiful. I know, everyone says that. a bit more prepared this time, I feel, so... Well, she doesn't know what's coming. (laughs) If you haven't listened to episode one with Ash back in season one, she was our first cab off the rank, and I'm really excited to have you back today. As we know, you and I could talk about all things social media for hours and hours and hours. And today we are, like I said, doing something a little bit different. We're going to talk about some of the things in regards to social media and those who run social media accounts a little bit differently. So if you're not familiar with Ash, again, go listen to episode one, but I'll give you the rundown. With 10 years of social media management experience for some of Australia's leading retail brands and across multiple industries, Ash is known for her creative and effective social strategies. With a large portion of Ash's career being spent in the hair industry, managing social strategy for iconic brands like Hair Care Australia, Olaplex and Cloud9. This has led her to launch her consulting business, Ashley Bailey Consulting, where she works alongside salon owners to educate, inspire and coach them to achieve social success. And are you loving it? I am. Yes, it's been a year in business nearly now. Huge amounts of learnings, as you'd know, as a fellow business owner. But um, yeah, it's pretty incredible to be out by myself, doing my own thing, finding clients that want to work with me and finding new ways to work with them. It's forever evolving, as you'd know, as a business owner, you're testing and learning and growing and yeah, no, it's new next chapter. And, and um, time goes fast. Eh? It does so fast. Yeah. That's Too fast the, sometimes. Yes, yeah. That's quite hard. I think you have a, you might, I tried to have a big list of goals of achievements and I've done most of them, but there's some projects I think that are still parked that I'm looking forward to eventually getting up. But so far, I'm like, I'm busy with clients. So that's the main thing. That's What's what you want. What's been the main thing that surprised you? Ooh, well, probably because I've been employed by other businesses and brands my whole life. So mm. I've had a job since I was 13. I worked at the bakery when I was at school. Um, Good girl. Yeah. And, you know, that I guess I've always been employed by someone. Yeah. And I, I probably wasn't as prepared for the shock of not having a steady salary. Mm. So I guess now being a business owner, your revenue income comes in as your, you know, your demand of being booked is for me. So that was, and you're not really in control of it. You know, a salary when someone's paying you, it's, but and my previous hair care where I was at for four and a half years was weekly. Yeah. Just epic. But yeah, that was a huge adjustment. Just knowing, you know, the peaks and troughs of business and learning how to save and also be comfortable with the wave of peaks and troughs. You know, it's not it's not a bad thing that some months are quiet and, and other months are really busy. Um, You've got to enjoy the quiet. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, do your finances accordingly. Yes. So, but yeah, huge adjustment. And I think now the tables are turned and now I'm a business owner, I really think people who are employed at staff members really don't, sometimes might not appreciate getting, getting paid a salary. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the amount of people that may sit at a desk pretending to do work. <laughs> Um, but on end of the day, and, end of the day, and you know, there's a part of every business where there's, I guess, there's the people that aren't doing the right thing, and there's people that aren't doing the right thing, and then the business owner just has to accept that, or or make you know, a change, or deal make, with it. Yeah, yeah. But those uncomfortable conversations yeah. that nobody wants oh, to have, and yeah, that's I guess 
my business model, I don't want to get into too much of that mm. and don't know if I'll ever employ people in my um, the business, how I've set it up. We'll see. Um, that might change. But at this stage, offering my education and consulting, I, um, I hope, I'm pretty sure I can scale the business as that With without, without hiring staff because yeah. I actually don't think that's my strength, mentoring staff and managing staff probably for some of those reasons. So, yeah. but yeah, that's probably my biggest, sorry, we've gone, we've digressed as we do, but yeah, I guess just financial peaks and troughs. I think that's a huge learning and it's difference a big between one. a salary. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, whether you're starting a business or you're choosing to freelance, mm. Um, mm. you know, the wonderful thing about being creative mm. is you do have these opportunities too give it a go. Yeah. The budgeting side of things is something that, you know, why do they teach us that in high school? Well, was actually, we I had a conversation in the office the other yeah. day where they were like, what are like the five things that you wish they taught you in school instead of teaching me what is X? Yeah. But there were, so it, my school did have economics and stuff, but I didn't, at that age, I didn't realise how I could apply doing studying economics to a creative career. Yeah. I felt like if you did economics, you were cookie cutter to be an accountant or something. Yeah. So, Fair assumption. I, yeah, I guess I, I wish they showed you could, you know, what subjects or courses you go down, like how broad those skills can be for life skills, not 100%. just textbook skills or degree skills. Yeah. Last time we spoke, we were discussing the toll that social media management can have mm-hmm. on mental health, mm-hmm. on your ability to feel present. How are you feeling, obviously not managing accounts anymore, just yeah. in the consulting yeah. side of things? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so I still manage, I guess, my own your account. Own, yeah. And that's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's where Ash draws a line. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, when I think back to that worry of thinking, oh, has that post gone up? And worrying about, oh, was that a good post or it hasn't done too well? I wonder what person at head office has seen that. Oh, did they see that typo quickly fixed? Yep. That kind of stuff. Like, I've yeah, I'm so glad I don't have to worry about it anymore. And when I, you know, start thinking about all these extra, I've almost closed the book, the chapter to that stuff. Yeah. So it's almost like a rite of passage for you too, yeah. though. You've done your time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It should never, being a social media manager needs to be capped at a certain amount of years of doing it. You, yeah. well, you can't be posting other people's accounts when you're in your 40s or your 50s. That's just wrong town. Well, I think as well, you do get to a point where you are probably a little bit stale. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have discussed as well the amount of accounts that you should probably be managing at any given time. Mm-hmm. But also if you're not willing to consistently stay up to date with the changes and, yeah. you know, be involved in the business and work out what actually is happening, then you're going to have, there's going to be a limitation anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, even, even for me, obviously I don't personally manage accounts other than our own brand account yes. because... That's one thing I will not delegate. <laughs> I still like to check in every now and then. Yeah. And, you know, I do like to still be involved because it excites me. Yeah, it comes hand in hand to when you don't want to stay up to date with how they're, you know, how the platforms are evolving because it is a lot of work to stay up to date. Yes, so, and we have discussed yeah. this before as well. Mm. How are you finding keeping on top of all of that while, while trying to grow the business? Yeah, it's, it's challenging and you can spiral out and think I'm not, you know, posting enough about the updates. I'm not, you know, am I tapping into the new new features of the channels? But good marketing still comes down to great ideas. So... Would not agree more. You know, I, I love... Yeah, and I, I do love innovation, but I, I hate that rat race element of when something happens. <laughs> Who can do it quicker? Yeah. Oh, I didn't post about this new sticker yeah, feature. Yeah. Cool, man. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think you've just always got to consciously consume, really. Yeah. And when, you know, if you're seeing these updates, think about where your head is heading. If you're thinking, oh my God, I've got to do this because everyone else is doing that. Or what does or, it mean to me? Yeah, how can this, will this actually impact my, you know, my purpose of, for me, it's like, would this update really benefit my clients. Totally. I really try to think about that before I share an update or share it with my followers. Like things like even the new, that notes feature for Instagram. Why? It's just not necessary. It just reminds me of status (laughs) updates on Facebook. Yeah. But did you know that the only people that see it are people that you follow back? Correct. That is just like, all, all these hairdressers keep Post using it like it's like their status going to all their Everyone. followers. I'm like, do you follow all your clients? I bet you don't. And if you don't, then none of them, is, the clients that you want to actually see that, you know, last minute cancellation, you didn't press follow back. So they didn't see that. And I think as well, it's that gravitation feeling that you need to gravitate towards a new shiny toy. Oh, a new mm. feature. Mm. But I neglected everything else that was actually getting me results. Yeah. That's where I get frustrated in maybe a lack of communication or miscommunication around the industry, but just do the fundamentals and do them really well Mm. and stay in line with your brand. You can innovate, you can evolve over Mm. time. I mean, that's the beauty and the nature of the beast. Mm. But if you're just going to jump on something because, oh, that's going to get me quick, that dopamine hit, that's going to get me 100 likes, does that actually serve your business? Yeah. It's it's just like reading articles about opinions about something happening in the world. You don't just read one article and then go... That's, you know, go to your friends and say, that's, that's, you know, I read this, it's true. You should always gather as much information as you can. You know, take it in for you and reflect back on your own opinion or your own use of something. It's, it's I, yeah, the carbon copies of stuff, especially the other pet peeve now that we're onto it, is this trending audio. The amount of reels oh. that come up to me that say, get on this audio right now, it's trending. It's And I, the urgency of, of like, you've got to go do Drop this. everything yeah. <laughs> and create a reel with this audio. Yeah. And 85% of people watch reels with sound off. I know, like, that's what makes me laugh. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's funny because the audio is what obviously helps you with your reach. Mm. But I then yeah, I've never had even... success with that. I'd like... I, you know, I do try and use a audio that's trending, but I've never, if I've had some viral success, I've never, never been because of the song, I don't think. Like me it's either. other elements. So no. yeah. um, a snippet of our first episode together got mm. 11,500 views on TikTok. Ooh. That's not a trending audio. Wow. But you're like, yes, original I'm TikTok famous. Oh, yeah. Original. Yeah. But it's about, again, mm. posting things that are meaningful. Yeah. I do want to go back to... I wonder to, what we said. What was the snippet out of curiosity? I think it was talking about the fact that social media was measurable and you can own your results. Okay. Which I think, again, I love that. Mm. Still very relevant. Mm. I do want to go back to your comment before about, you know, gathering information and, you know, making informed decisions, mm. I think, mm. as an as a information consumer. We've discussed offline before and a wonderful leader in the social media industry, Jessie Wright, who, if she's listening, when you come to Adelaide, can you come to Adelaide yes. and can you sit in Do this it. chair? Um, she posted something really, really powerful on LinkedIn. Mm. And, we, you know, we discussed it straight away about just because someone can put guru or expert in their LinkedIn bio next to the word social media or Instagram mm-hmm. and post updates from later or from any other social media today and all of a sudden they're an expert, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make them an expert. Mm. They're really manipulating the, I guess, the narrative a little bit to position themselves as these thought leaders when really you just copied and pasted that. Yeah. Yeah. It's social media and marketing is so sophisticated now that 
just some guru sharing a tip isn't going to move the needle for you. No. Like, that's why I wish more people... But it, I think it's wrapped up in the fact that we're, we consume so much, we watch things so quickly, so we instantly decide whether someone's valuable or not. Yes. And I think we're now realising all those things that we've saved, we've never actually actioned. You know, you can't... It's not as simple as just taking a little tip or taking that trending audio. Yeah. You've got to actually learn how to think strategically learn how to organise yourself. Consistent behaviours. And yeah, post consistently, edit consistently, all this. It's it's more, yeah, that coaching mm-hmm. of of just being a better marketer that really is going to get your results. It's not going to be fo- following that guru. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or using, yeah, using that audio or posting to your stories 10 times a day. Mm. What I find interesting is, and I'm really glad you mentioned that as well, it's I think for a short period of time there, perhaps social media and marketing were considered to be quite separate. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't that underlying marketing knowledge in many social media managers. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think you can even say you work in social media if you don't have a marketing understanding. Mm. If you don't understand the customer journey and how social media fits into that and how Mm. it supports all the other marketing efforts, You're left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you might just generate all this engagement, but is it going to, where's the end of the funnel? Is it actually? What's your objective? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's hard because, you know, again, we've, we've had this conversation back in our first catch up. There's no governance. Mm. There's no education. A lot of it is self-taught, which on one hand, I think is fantastic. How cool that you can literally commit to something mm. and teach yourself mm. and do really great things for businesses or individuals or, you know, whoever you want to work with. Mm-hmm. But I think we all need to be working together a little bit better to raise the, the raise the standard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I have. A, I said I was going to put you on the spot. I have an idea, and it came to me this morning. Today is the sixteenth of February, yeah. and I had a little brain fart, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool to almost do like a social media meetup, like whether we do it like bi monthly, mm-hmm. all catch up. Anyone who works in social media in Adelaide, yeah. let's catch up. Yeah. Let's, we can do a little quick Q&A or we can talk about something that's trending. I can have like, we can have like different different speakers every week. Yeah. All get together in one room and just feel supported mm. rather than all of us watching Instagram, working social, they said, and mm. sitting in a fetal position yeah. and crying. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So any social media marketers listening, if you get around the DigiTalks, the podcast, Facebook group and tell me if you think this is a good idea. Yeah, I love it. Because I think it would be fun. Definitely. I've kind of a little bit similar. I don't know what it, I think it was more a DM, a group DM I was thinking about making. This is like four years ago. And I actually messaged Jessie because she was a fellow social media manager. And I was like, would you be interested in being like in a group of social media managers for us to like, you know, I Bounce think everyone, ideas. people get, I think you, you get, your hesitation is, oh, what if they're in the same, you know, if it's competition, but it never really is. Community over competition. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to all be working at well, a You've all got the better. same. Yeah. And you've all, you all are the same. You have all have the same issues and stresses. And if you can come together and help each other. Well, we exactly. Do like this podcast. Yeah. You know, we all deal with the same things in the creative space. Like, mm. wouldn't it be nice to have that sounding board to, you know, are you noticing that this is happening for some of your clients? You know, yes. how are you dealing with all the changes in the back end of meta? Like, mm-hmm. there are some things that, you just you need yeah. to talk to someone who's in yeah. the same boat, you know. And it's and a lot of head offices. There's usually only just one social media person. It's a lone, the it only is. place. Yeah, I was like very lucky at Haircare that I was able to build a team. So we had that kind of support internal network. team support network, which was awesome. But yeah, I can imagine there'd be plenty of environments where you're the only expert. So it's a lot of pressure and a lot of eyes looking in, but not really understanding the world you're living in. 100%. And wouldn't yeah. it be nice to, you've got a, a lone social media marketer wanting to pitch something to the higher ups, 
having that support yeah. network, you know, and even if they turned around and said, well, you know, I caught up with the social media manager at Hair Care and mm-hmm. they said this is this, that actually might help them get something across the line. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So tell me, I'm open if we need to restructure this, rejig this a little bit, but I think we're, I think we're onto so- yeah. something. Yeah. It was right. so good. Let's do it. Park that one. All right. Hopefully there's one at this event as well. Uh, absolutely. I'll be doing it at Fine and Fettle, my lovely clients. Great food, great mm-hmm. drinks. Mm-hmm. And go to Dolly's on the weekend. Dolly is unreal. Is you know, their socials look pretty good too. Thank you. But the food is also delicious. <laughs> I just think that, again, networking in general is pretty, it's a bit wanky at the moment. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be nice to just kind of, yeah, streamline that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. And it can okay. be, like, it doesn't have to be so, there's the only other kind of face-to-face stuff in Adelaide is, is quite a rigid kind of conference-style event, I think, of that's available. Yeah. And it, that's kind of being, I think that's more of a digital days. Again, it's not completely okay. social, but it's sitting in an auditorium. You're not actually networking and in a space where you can actually, you know, feel safe and chat to each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome idea, now. Yay. Okay, so I can keep my job. And I think as well, you know, getting getting aligned with people who are leading the space. You know, you might be a younger social media manager and you want to, you know, pick mm-hmm. the brains of someone like mm-hmm. Ash for five minutes. And vice versa, I miss like my little young gurus. Like I, I learned so much <laughs> from my team. I want to ask those dumb questions and be like, guys, what, like that's what I used to be able to do working in an event, like by the um, social media team that we had. Are you missing that? Yeah. Like what's this like trend? What's that? Like instead of having to me Google it and figure out whether I need to know about it. Like that's, it's, you know, being able to share information by just talking to each other is yeah. so much better than having to Google and do all that jazz. Oh, I see something come up on Facebook and then they're like, nah, that's from TikTok like two months ago. I'm like, oh, but hey, I'm on TikTok now. My For You page is just very curated. Right. Um, well, of, oh, a lot served. of people popping. Right. A bit of rug cleaning too. I think I have discussed this in previous episodes. <laughs> find it very relaxing it to is. watch. Yeah, a window cleaning. I haven't watched that mm, yet. This, yeah, that one's a good one. What changes have you seen on social since you launched the consulting business? Ooh, they've did so, Instagram did so many features, didn't they, in the mm. last like six months? It's literally throwing shit at the wall and seeing mm. what's stuck, right? Mm. So yeah, they did the notes thing. I guess it, let's talk out of the actual features yes. and more broadly marketing concept, yes. I guess, that people can apply. But definitely original ideas. Mm. So original Still, I still think, and I've been going on about this for about a year, but personality and showing yourself. And I guess now that I've spent a year really diving into salon owners and small businesses that have a physical need, need you know, their clients to come in, I guess that's, I've been really trying to hone in on strategies that convert for that. Yes. And it still applies that it's that small business storytelling. And in my niche, you know, a hairdresser touches someone's head. You yeah. Know, it's an intimate experience. So. You need to show that connection and that trust through your social media. Yeah. And time after time, if I look at my my client's best posts, it is when they show their faces, when they celebrate their milestones, when they connect with their audience on a human to human level. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really shifted from, you know, five, ten years ago, Instagram grids for hair was just everyone's back of heads. Yeah. A static shot of a back of head. (laughs) Now the, the leading accounts have injections of personality everywhere. They show, you show, you know, I think every service now is there's this absolute need to, uh, for a consumer to visit their account and understand 
what type of service or food or hair they do. What yep. what does it look like? Yep. But what does the space look like? Yep. What do the staff look like? Do I like their vibe as people? Yeah. Are they are they my people? Yeah. So you can't do that with just, you know, shots of a dish. No, you know, or a schnitzel. Like you've got to have injections of that. You wanna know if that's a good looking schnitzel. <laughs> and let me tell you, schnitzels do not get good engagement. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, that's probably, I think, my biggest thing for to encourage my clients. And like a lot of the strategies I teach is trying to upskill them to get that confidence. But the great thing is too, when it comes to agencies or my added services is sometimes they just like, they will pay for someone to film because yeah. they can't just, you know, the, the layers of confidence and organization. And they're the harshest critics too. Yeah, yeah. So if someone, you know, there's that opportunity of content creation to showcase that, those stories as well, which is really fun. I always, and that, you know, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. I guess it's changed how you tell those stories. It used to be a static image and a really long caption maybe to tell, yeah. you, to tell a story. Oh, do you remember the days where it's like if your caption wasn't long enough that they had to press the ellipsis to see more, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't be shown to people. <gasps> yeah. What on earth? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, words aren't my forte. So just that just stresses me out. It's like a little essay. But if that doesn't align to your brand, and hey, if writing an essay is on brand for you, go for it. People will read that because they want to. Yeah. But if maybe a one line is going to do a trick Mm. every now and then, Mm. you know. Yeah. I... But I love that, you know, you can tell a story visually now. Yes. You don't, with videos, all those points you're making in a, maybe a, just telling a story, you can visually show montages. You can show, you know, when the fit out before the renovation, you can visually show all that and yeah. then you can accompany it with a great caption if you need. But yeah, there's there's new ways. It's, it's the same, it's the same message connecting mm-hmm. with humans. Mm-hmm. You just now, you just do it in different ways now. Which is, is mm-hmm. yeah, isn't it crazy to think about how, you know, how far it has come? I mean, obviously you and I have both worked in the industry for, you know, going on 10 years. We've seen, we've seen some stuff. Mm. I'm really happy with where it's at at the moment. I feel like it's kind of going back to what it was always intended on being, which mm. is a commu- community-driven visual platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't have the curation element that I think put some people off at one point. And I mm. think it was a little bit toxic. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gone back kind of into a m- bit, bit more of a happy medium now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I personally have noticed that images and carousels are getting more engagement again. Yeah. So, and that goes to show like you should always have a healthy mix of content. You should yes. never be over indexing and becoming like the reels queen because really it should be balanced. Yeah. You know, I encourage people look at your content reach and see what types of content in your insights are actually getting mm. reach. What, the breakdown between follower and non-follower. Mm-hmm. I love using examples about my clients that don't post videos at all mm. and they're still getting great reach mm. from their posts. Yeah. And let's be, let's face it, video creation takes so much more time and yep. it, and it's hard it, yeah. for some brands yeah yeah to keep up with that especially yeah small businesses that's a huge challenge it's just not achievable I, I still think you need to do it but it is reassuring that it doesn't you shouldn't you don't have to only post reels to get success and you know what and that's exactly right and you've got to look at your bigger marketing strategy maybe your socials just support another element Maybe it's not that driving force that gets all the eyeballs to the page. Maybe it's actually a social proof and reaffirming the purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to break that down to whether your stakeholders, whether it's the business owner or, you know, the CEO for a business, managing expectations around that because just having a low touch, you know, it's 
you need to, they need to understand the investment for just like a low touch social media account to, yeah. if they're saying they want to grow like this, you know, the strategy to actually grow in 2023. Very, very different. And yeah, like that is hardcore needing a lot of resources. And I want to talk to you about that because I think, you know, something that I'm finding is obviously this shift now to people don't necessarily follow brands, mm-hmm. not quite like mm-hmm. we used to. So mm-hmm. yes, the vanity metrics. Mm-hmm. Follower growth, it obviously is still important for a lot of people. Now we have more visibility around the followers versus non-followers reach and engagement. Mm-hmm. How are you communicating with clients when, you know, their main objective is to grow that follower count? Yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. The hair industry does work well with breaking down maybe the leaders and how they have achieved it. I think it's really important to explain that so that they realize whether it might not be in reach, you yeah. know. And it doesn't mean that they can't still improve their social, but really, like, if you're chasing to be that girl or that that business, you know, there's a lot to it. And breaking it down, like, and and I guess, again, because the Instagram has been around, social media has been around for so long, calling out the smoke and mirrors. There is people in my industry, unfortunately, that early days. Early day, yeah. Oh, yeah. 50, 100K. Lots and lots of them. And I I have to have those frank conversations with, with clients who want that. But most young people... 100% 100% can call bullshit. Yeah. They, they understand that they look at the, you look at the followers, you look at how many likes per post and you can, you, you can, can call it out. Right. Yeah. 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 I think what's funny with that too is like, you know, I don't know about you, but I've had clients more so in the early days and I look at their engagement and try and, you know, work out what's going wrong. And I go, did you guys ever buy followers? No, 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 no. Yeah. Mm, I think you did. <laughs> and hey, if you did, just own it. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people did, but it's about, changing priorities around, hey, that post actually got saved 10 times. Mm, mm. Like that's more important and that's more valuable to you. When that post got saved, we had an increase in bookings. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's always going to be a topic of, and again, I think it comes back to time poor people who quickly glance and judge. Yep. So if you're not diving deep into and unpacking whether it's a trend or whether someone's Insta famous, if you don't have do those little research points, you then you see it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, taking that time, trying to teach them to take that time to not look at that surface level stuff. Yeah. Very important. It's it is a shift. And I do think you're right. I think it is a generational thing. Mm. I think the younger generation coming through now, they know, like you said, mm-hmm. they call bullshit, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm. Uh, they're also the ones that are driving the increase in authenticity and that yeah. increase in personal connection. Definitely. Because something, you know, you asked me before offline, do I feel like I'm getting repetitive sometimes on the podcast? Mm. I don't know. You guys tell me. <laughs> but I feel like I often say that we went really far digital, this lack of connection, lack of personality, very sales outcome driven. Whereas mm-hmm. now we've kind of gone back to meaningful connection, yeah. being real, being yeah. honest, being yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. And I think people are really here for it. Yeah. Well, just, you know, just young people represent themselves. It's completely changed and no one wants to be put in a box. No. So yeah, everyone wants to be their unique self. So they're looking for brands and like-minded people that I like Align that. with that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Talk to me. Do you just work with your clients on Instagram? Are you also dealing with Facebook for them as well? Pretty much Instagram. Okay. It, it, I'm open to doing other channels, but majority of the education, again, you never have enough time to educate. No. So the focus always ends up on Instagram. A little bit of TikTok, but they want just surface level, like 101. Yeah. You know, uh, TikTok for dummies kind of training for yeah. them. But yeah, it is. Yeah. Facebook, older 
clients still like it, but they, they're happy with what they're doing. They don't mm. really need want recommendations. They're like, oh, yeah, we get engagement Sticking from the oldies. That's fine. The reason I ask mm. is because, you know, the statistics around the fact that people go to social media for search engines yeah. now, which yeah. is pretty cool when you think yeah. about it. I just always like to think, okay, what if that person does go to Facebook as opposed to Instagram mm-hmm. first mm. and we haven't posted in six months? Yeah. You know, does it look like you're closed? Mm. Oh, yeah. I think Facebook is a lot easier to accidentally not keep it up to date. Mm. Yeah. Instagram, you kind of look back at your group quite a lot. Whereas Facebook, you don't really go on that customer journey as much to say, is everything up to date in here? Yeah. And reels don't really seem to sync up very well with Facebook. No, 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 no. Pain in the bum. So, yeah, I think naturally lots of people's content is reducing on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I think you know you you could be missing out on a on a really good segment. Mm. I'm not I'm not saying that you know it's for everyone, but yeah. I think you know it's one of those platforms like keep the lights on. Yes, definitely. Um, you would hate to not be up to date mm-hmm. and risk. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, risk losing someone. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, what do you feel like the next three to six months is looking like on social? In your opinion, I think it's still going to be a bit more diverse than it was last year. I think last year they went too hardcore and reels, and they've really step that back. Oh, and they've come back mm-hmm. with a tail between their legs. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, I said it. I, <laughs> I do recall I sat here and said, just because they're favouring reels doesn't they mean that's the only thing. Mm. Yeah. So that, so I, thank me later. Good <laughs> work. <laughs> Good prediction. I think there's, again, that more direct to camera, talking to camera, original audio, huge. Mm. Even like videos where someone, a bit of a coach of mine, he talks about how you can get more engagement if you have a fancy podcast mic like this over just talking like, you know, like selfie mode. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because it looks like you have that authority. Do you I know? look like I have authority? <laughs> oh, yeah. When you, when you share the videos, it looks Is so Is that why I did so good on TikTok? Yeah, no, it, it gives you that more like they're saying something I need to listen listen to. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, and what else? I think editing videos is going to keep being more and more sophisticated. So, you know, that keeping people interested and entertained by doing um, different angles, cropping differently, zooming in, that kind of stuff. I Do think, you think the like OTT transitions are out though? Like the, like, like know, the outfits, like swapping. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. Because they make me dizzy. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fine line of being like too fast. Yeah. And I know, I know. But I'm I'm pretty, I think a lot of my clients struggle to make it quick that I, I really feel like if I tr- tell them to really make it quick, they're going to meet me in the middle somewhere. So that will work, if that makes sense. You've worked them out. Yeah, yeah. So, what, and, well, it's not, I don't think people, the damage is done in terms of how much we scroll and, and watch. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I... I I don't think we're going to get back attention without keeping keeping up with the, those. The pace. Yeah. What are your thoughts around like the broadcast channel, the subscriptions and all of those yeah. extra features? Because I'm really quite mm. open to it. Mm. I would love to know the results. I yeah. haven't looked into it. And um, I have time to test yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So Too busy I haven't, this. you know, I haven't paid to subscribe to anyone yet. You know, like I saw Beck Judd had it and like I didn't pay, pay to subscribe to her. There's a few hairdressers that have it, but. I feel like it's kind of like a cool way to test the waters between doing like a coaching program or mm. something. Like, you know, mm. you can subscribe for $5 a month or whatever yeah. it is and yeah. you get access to additional content that is not getting posted yeah. on their grid. You do need to think strategically what else are you adding 
to yeah, the subscribers. Gotta have a value add. Yeah. But it, it at least it does give you an option of monetizing and not just giving completely everything for free. Do you think and, there's a yeah. bit of pressure in our industry to just give everything oh, away? Totally. Yeah. And it's, where do you draw the line yeah. with your IP? Yeah, it is. That's a real challenge. And yeah, especially when other people are giving everything away for free. Everyone does these lead magnets these days, but they, mm. you know, they give away just to get an email address. Me as a customer to, to other coaches, like there's plenty of coaches that coach coaches. And I, I see the funnels and I give them my email address, but I don't I see what you're up I to. I don't open anything. Yeah. Even though there might be heaps of value in there, I just never get around to opening it. And mm. it's on my to-do list of, oh yeah, look at that. But it doesn't happen. So yeah, yeah it's I, yeah, I, I hope there's going to be a new way of converting other than that damn funnel because I'm yeah. going to be over it. I think it's... Um, oh, it's, it, it feels too rinse and repeat. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of using the same things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, particularly in the coaching space. And any, any template someone gives you, you still have to apply it to your niche and make it you and personal. And yeah. that takes time. Yeah. You can't cut and paste that. Yeah. So that's probably what he- hesitates me to even open it because I know I'm going to read it and go, that's still got so much work for myself to adapt this to, to my branding. Yeah, so you're like, now's so not the not time. actually helping. It sounds like it's going to help me heaps, but it's actually probably not going to. So yeah, I, I hope there's a bit of a shift of that not working so well from an ads perspective so mm. that something else, so we can break that cycle. Because yeah. it, is, it is really heavy in the advertising funnel approach. But I think, again, it goes back to getting someone's attention because they, they like you, they trust you as a person, mm-hmm. not here's my five top tips for social success. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just do the A to Z for shits because I think it's funny. What's the A to Z? A to Z is social media. If you subscribe to Digimail on, on the Digital <laughs> website um, and you subscribe, you get the A to Z of social media. Yeah. And it was a bit of, I actually really enjoyed creating it because yeah. for myself and the team, I was like, guys, Z, what have you got? Yeah. Yeah. It's there creative. were a couple of faces and I'll give you a clue. I'll give you the answer actually. Zero cost. Oh, yeah. Zero cost marketing. Perfect. What is that? Perfect. There is something for every letter. Mm-hmm. So a bit of bedtime reading. I'm yeah. not trying to sell you anything. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice actual the piece open, of content. Open rate's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. again, you know, how else can you, you know, when email lists are so, so important mm. now, and I'm really glad you, you mentioned that, mm. how can you build that list without having the standard yeah. lead magnet? Yeah. The next idea is you want to get on the ideas early before it becomes too saturated. And I feel like if you haven't done that already, it's almost too late to take on that model. So yeah, what's next? Ooh. Any any okay. suggestions? We're open. We're yes. open. I want to go back to IP in particular because mm. I think it is something, again, in an industry like social media, there's no governance, there's no textbooks, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all kind of what you know, what I heard from someone else and mm-hmm. we just kind of all gather and collect our own information. Where do you draw the line from proposal to strategy? Because what I find is when I'm putting together mm. proposals in particular or when I'm having, you know, kickoff meetings or, you know, discussions with clients or prospective clients, they really want to know to the to the nth degree, what am I going to do to get them these results? Mm. And I go, I'll tell you that in the strategy. Yeah. But they kind of want it in the proposal stage. Mm. But then they're not prepared to actually proceed with the strategy unless they know what's going to happen here. You then have all of my ideas mm. before you've even signed on the dotted line. Totally. Yeah. 
Gonna have a solution with that one. Yeah, I my so your business model. Yeah, my business different. model's a bit different. That I don't, I don't. My proposals. I'm very lucky. I don't have to give away my my proposal. Probably is in my what I give for free in my Instagram. Mm. What I give for free and in my Instagram lives. Yeah, I'm very generous with that. And the thing is that not everyone actually sees them all. And they might see it, but they need extra coaching, yes. extra hand holding on how to execute. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it is, a, it is a huge challenge when it comes to, yeah, like agency, how, where, the, where that line is. So I've even had, you know, mm. I've even had a lot of, um, you'd never of, send the deck. I think that might help you. <laughs> well, <laughs> would you just send the deck? You'd I do. guess all you have, I have, I, from head office days, I've seen like intellectual property of like, there's usually like big warning sign, like copyright yeah. kind of signs on the decks. I'm not really playing with that yet. But I think it's a really interesting thing, you know, even in, yeah. a, in a lot of businesses, like mm. what does your proposal look like versus what does your strategy look like? Mm-hmm. If you work in an agency, I think it's food for thought. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to where, what, no matter what profession you're in, mm-hmm. can I pick your brain? Yeah. Where does the picking of the brain stop and turn into actually you need to become a paying client. Yeah, totally. I'm also finding now that I guess all the ideas don't matter. You can have all the ideas in the world, but if you can't execute them, what does it matter? So, and that's and that's my that's my logic mm. too. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to give you my ideas. Yeah. I got lots of them. Yeah. Some of them suck. Yeah. Some of them are good. And time. Yeah. Like time is just very and that's why if you're gonna outsource, you're dedicating time to someone to do it instead of your internal self saying, I don't have time. Yeah. So it's very easy to say, I don't have time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I think it becomes very natural when you're a marketer to put on your defense mode to protect yourself to say, no, we can't do that even before someone's, you know, yes. stop, you know, set, finish their pitch. So yeah, I do think agencies, I've always said, always thought this when agencies came in in when I was working at head offices is we'd get so frustrated when they would say to me, say, give me ideas, but not actual time resources. Yeah. I'm like, I know that idea. Of course, I thought we could have done that. Of course, we could be more active on YouTube. Yeah. Who's going to be, who's going to be the person doing that? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's, yeah, it's all um, well and good for you to come in and say, hey, you should be doing mm-hmm. this. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. It's a big one because nine, yeah, 90% of what we do is time. And I think that's kind of, well, I shouldn't have to sell us like that. It's a lot of, is time to think and, and strategize yeah. and, you know, do the work. Yeah. The little post you just see on the end, that's kind of the last thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and get capturing that content, making yeah. that content. You know? It doesn't come out of nowhere. No. And it's bespoke the channel. Yeah. It's so important. You know, who's actually going to create that content that lives on that channel? Based on, you know, your last year of consulting, what is the best piece of advice you would give to someone who is mm-hmm. looking to level up their socials? You can As, only do one thing. What do you do? In, in educating? Yep. Probably do a, like a private education class. You know, a, a day where you're not doing your day-to-day job and all those times where you're like, I, you know, we, I just don't have time to, to actually capture that properly or time to actually sit down and understand that. Giving yourself that actual, you know, dedicated day to work on educating yourself. Most of the time you need a educator or someone to do that. I guess you could use that time to watch videos, but make to actually make yourself accountable, you need like an expert to be teaching Hands you on. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I definitely think, you know, I think investing in support in mm. social media is not valued enough. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not just tooting my own horn here going, we're so valuable, we're so valuable. But it is something that always gets thrown to the youngest person in the office. Mm-hmm. I'm all the Gen Z where, mm-hmm. you know, no, we actually do have a lot of marketing strategy behind what we do. And mm. 
you know, it's not shameful to ask for support, particularly in, in that area. It might just be, like you said, a couple hours with an educator going, cool, this mm-hmm. is the content you want to create. Let's do mm-hmm. it together. Yeah, yeah. So, Ash, thank you for mm-hmm. joining me again. Pleasure. It was great. Always, always lovely to have you. The door is always open. Thank you for supporting my idea around um, our little social media meetup. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to remind everyone again, join us on the Facebook group, Did You Talk yes. the Podcast. Yes. Tell us if you think it's a good idea and if you'll come and I'll make it happen. Yeah, and there. It might just be me and you, but anyway, that's, <laughs> oh, cool. that's It'll still be a fun time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ash, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you, thank so you for listening me. and we'll see you next time. Yeah.